4: Yo, 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 yo,
3: yo,
1: yo, 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 yo,
4: yo, 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 yo. It sounds like you under
1: the snowbrush.
5: Check, can you hear me?
4: Yeah, I can hear you fine, just I can hear you just fine, ye. Envy, not so much.
1: Let me read
4: both. Now keep in mind people. Um, Everybody's Mm -hmm. broadcasting from home today because uh, in the tri-state area where where we reside at, the New York, New Jersey, uh, Connecticut area, it was what they call a nor'easter, a.k.a. a blizzard. Supposed to be a foot of snow. I did not see a foot of snow on the ground. You ye?
5: Well, I'm actually in
4: Detroit. Oh, you're in Detroit. Is it the same in Detroit? Is it a winter weather warning there, too? Winter storm? Um,
5: it It did snow yesterday, but it wasn't a foot of snow. It was maybe like four inches.
4: Oh, okay. You
3: guys hear me now. Do I sound better?
4: Nope. You, you, you still sound like you're under a blanket of snow, sir. Damn <laughs> all it. I'm, all I'm saying is I hate when the meteorologist tells us uh, that it's going to be Snowmageddon. And then you waiting for Snowmageddon. So you go to the store the day before and you get all your s- snacks and supplies. And then you wake up in the morning and it don't look as crazy as they said.
5: Well, at least you have snacks in the house.
4: No. That's a good thing. To That's a it. positive I'm still thing. To lo- I'm still trying to lose quarantine weight. Oh. All this comfort Well, healthy in this crib.
5: Healthy snacks are good.
0: That is right. True. That is true. I,
5: well, I'm actually I, in I Detroit because we had a um, store opening... For, I did a little VIP thing for my hair store that just opened out here, a private label. So that was pretty nice. We're not normally open on Sundays, but yesterday I just had a few VIP people come through, some stylists and people that work in beauty, just to, so they could see the store, meet the manager, and meet the owners.
4: Okay, it's it nice. A beautiful thing. Dropping a clues bomb for pink label in Detroit.
5: Private, private label.
4: Angelique's new venture. Private label. Sorry, private <laughs> oh, label yeah. in Detroit. Angelique's pink new venture would
5: be something different.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we got front page news coming up, you
5: Yes, and let's uh dig more into what's going on right now with the weather across the United States. We'll tell you about the storm, who's gonna be affected, how much snow can you expect?
4: That's right. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, the Breakfast Club. It's Monday. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy
3: Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Do I sound any better? Yes. Yeah, you oh. good? Thank God. All right. I know y'all talk about snow. No, it's snowing out here in Jersey where I'm at. I mean, like we must have about at least close to 10 inches of snow. So it's snowing out
1: here and it's still coming down. Well,
5: uh They have declared uh, emergencies in New Jersey and New York City yesterday, and they're saying there's blizzard conditions. there's almost 80 million people under winter storm watches right now with warnings and advisories across the Midwest, the Northeast and New Jersey. You guys do have a state of emergency um, and all New Jersey transit and its six vaccine mega sites will be closed in new york city the snow was not forecast to stop monday until about a foot had fallen and so again if you're traveling or if there's anything that you have going on right now just make sure you check uh your flight information because there's a lot of places right now under winter storm mornings.
4: all right oh so the snow's dropping today too yeah
5: Mm-hmm.
4: yep all oh, day okay. today so, so we might get to that foot then
3: over here all right what else we got you
5: well, let's talk about Taylor Bracey. Now, I know we discussed this high school student who was slammed onto the floor by a cop. Now she has headaches and memory loss. And her mother, Jamisha Bracy has spoken about out about her 16-year-old daughter.
2: I got a phone call from my daughter stating that, you know, some girls wanted to jump her. Two minutes later, you know, the dean called me to say that he was going to keep her you know, in student services, and to investigate what was going on. 20 minutes later, I get a call from the assistant principal to say that EMT wanted to check my daughter out. They didn't give me no details on what happened. Um, He handed the phone to the lieutenant EMT for him to tell me that, you know, she didn't have any physical injuries to her, you know, that she looked fine
4: telling you, man, if you watch that video, it's going to take a lot of, um, I don't know what it's going to take a lot of. I just know that you're asking too much of me as a human being to do something like that to my daughter, to do something like that to my sister and Absolutely. expect me not to retaliate in some way, shape or form. Like, I don't give a damn. You can have the badge on, you can have the uniform on at the end of the day, you're still a man and and, and you're still a human. So you got to have some type of compassion and empathy for people. The person that did that to that young lady had no compassion and no empathy. Why should he get treated like a human?
5: Right. Like he hasn't been fired yet. He hasn't been charged with anything. Well, attorney Ben Crump joined Jamisha Bracey, who is Taylor Bracey's mother on TMZ Live. And here's what he had to say.
1: She has problems with memory now. She has blurry vision. She uh, has headaches. She's having problems sleeping. And you would imagine that if you got slammed like this, where your head is hitting the concrete, that you would have severe issues too with your cognitive functions. We are demanding that this officer be terminated and be charged with aggravated assault and battery.
4: What's that coward's name again? I can't remember his name again. I, I gave him donkey today last week. What's the coward police officer's name? His name should be said. We don't never, we don't say his name enough.
5: Right, Um. his name is Deputy Ethan uh, Fournier. Mm.
4: Yes. Yeah, there you go. Ethan Fournier. I would I would want this to happen, right? I would want a woman that Ethan loves, right? the Daughter, sister, somebody like that, young girl. I want somebody to, to, to slam her on her head, and I want to see how he reacts. And however he reacts is how people should react towards him.
5: Well, he I don't want another woman to get def- slammed, but I would like for him to be charged. I would like for him to get fired. I would like for him to go to jail, because you can't just do things like that. She's a 16-year-old, and you shouldn't be slamming any woman, period, but...
4: You definitely shouldn't be slamming any woman, but I, I would love to see how he would react to somebody doing that, the, a woman that he loves. And however he reacts is how people should react
3: Yeah, to him. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that sounds good, but he, like, he, like he said, you don't want anybody, especially random and innocent, to get slammed, but you want him to get effed up. Like, you want him to go to jail, 100%. and you want him to, see, to, to get some real pain, because what he did was cowardly.
4: Come on, cowardly, not even a word. That's an understatement. Like you're just asking too much of a human being as just a human on this planet to do something like that to somebody I love and think, think there should be no retaliation? Come on, man.
5: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have much good news for everyone this morning. I mean, uh, there's a school resource officer who used a taser on a female student. They, they said the oh, girl was involved oh, in a fight God. with another student. That's also not good news. Mm-mm-mm. You know, the deputy the says he warned her. He, uh, yeah, the the well, the cop says he tried to stop her. She attacked him by punching him several times in the head. And then he said he tried to talk her down. It didn't work. And she allegedly punched him in the face. There's videos on TikTok that are showing the struggle the cop had with the student as he tried to restrain her. He said he warned her he was going to taser if she didn't stop resisting when she ignored that. He fired the taser and she went down when that happened. You know, I don't
4: care I don't care what you've been trained to do as a police mm-hmm. officer. At some point, regular human compassion has to kick in and your mind has to say, I can't treat a 10 or 11 year old like this.
5: Now, <laughs> the person kidding. you're talking about was in Rochester, and that's a nine-year-old girl. She was handcuffed and pepper sprayed by police officers responding gracious. to a report of family trouble in Rochester, New York.
4: Hold on, we're not even talking about the same thing just now?
5: No. no.
4: This is a third one?
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not oh, good news today. Oh,
4: have mercy. My goodness.
3: All right, well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
4: This is a public service announcement from the Breakfast Club in Bernie Mac. I can't act
0: like it it is. It's cold oh, and I'm yeah. out of south. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Damn, damn, damn. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's
3: this? Hey, this Mike, man. Mike, what up? Get it off your chest, Mike.
6: What's up, man? I called it back from last week. Hey, uh, I just want to congratulate you, Anjali. I ain't gonna call you this week and get on you about uh, going to Texas. so I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you slide this week, but congratulations on opening your business.
5: Well, thank you. I had my 55-inch wig on that Dallas made for me, so that was exciting. It took him four days to make that wig and color it.
6: Wow, uh, that's all right. Yeah, make sure, make sure you get tested. Make sure you get tested before you come back, though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Yeah, you leave fire and all that, but just make sure you get COVID tested before you come back, man. <laughs> Hello,
6: who's this? Hi, yo, this is Danny, man.
3: Danny, man, what up? Get it off your chest.
6: Hey, man, I just got a question for Shalimain, man. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I just want to ask him, uh, how you trust them? Uh, enlargement pills, but you don't trust the vaccine. It's
4: a good, good point.
5: point. I'm uh, trying to make you pee. You don't know what's in those. <laughs>
4: well, well, no, nah, I yeah. can tell, I can tell you, no, nah, I can tell you that uh, that's the an easy answer. The easy answer is those pills. Have been around much longer than the vaccine has. Those pills, those penis enlargement pills, have been around for years and years and years, <laughs> decades and decades. There's so many studies that show they do not work. Okay, all right. Hey, there's nah, no vaccine. Nah. The, the vaccine, the vaccine ain't been around that long, sir.
6: Hey, nah, I nah, but for real, for real though, I'm a big fan of you, my man, man. And I was just wondering, can I get like a book? But can you sign it if that's cool? Like I, got uh, I'm I got you. What would you like phone?
4: him to sign it? <laughs> I'm not in the studio today But I'll, I'll definitely um, get it to you this week My brother I'll get you a copy hey, of I, appreciate, I
6: appreciate y'all man I love The Breakfast Club man
4: We love right, you brother.
3: Get it off your chest 800-585-1051 If you need to vent Hit us up now It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The
0: Breakfast Club
1: <laughs> <laughs> This
0: is your time to get it off your chest Whether you're mad or blessed so You better have the same energy We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club Hello, who's this? Ashanti. Hey, get it off
4: your chest. Hey, Ashanti. Well,
7: I honestly feel so embarrassed of saying that um, I'm on my way to work right now. My fiancé got sent to jail yesterday because of his actions or what he did to me, but uh, I took him back. And I don't know what really to do. I'm really trying to work this out. Go so to couples counseling and seeing what's going on please. And why he went there because he just doesn't listen and he has anger issues. And I mm. don't know
4: what else to do, honestly. It sounds like he needs to do a lot of work on himself. He needs to do some therapy. Sounds like it to me, some anger management. Like he got a lot of unhealed trauma he need to deal with. <laughs> do you or- feel like you're
5: you're in danger? No,
7: I, I not I'm not sure. Honestly, the, the the issue is um I'm trying to I don't know why I feel like I'm trying to help him. And I don't I think you no, know, I'm telling myself I deserve better. But he is a good
5: person
7: and a good man to me but i don't I don't understand why i'm taking effect he's got to get he's
5: got to want to get the help that he needs too you can't make somebody better or make them get help they have to want to do it for themselves you're
1: right i, mean, I don't, don't
4: know what you i don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know what you want us to tell you this morning because I think that you know all the answers you're just holding <laughs> on to this idea of something as opposed to dealing with the reality of it but you know what you need to be doing
5: and sometimes you enable somebody when you actually keep giving them a pass and making excuses. Okay.
4: All right,
3: Mama. All right. Hello. Who's this? Yo, what's going on? Yo, it's BJ. What's up, man? Get you
4: off your chest. What's happening? Up? <laughs> Come on, man. Grow up, Charlemagne. Yo, <laughs> no, I refuse.
1: <laughs> yo, first of all, yo I want to say I've been listening to y'all since day one. I wanted to congratulate y'all on y'all ten years. I didn't get to before, so I wanted to big
6: y'all up. Y'all basically living legends. Also, I want to congratulate y'all on the uh, Hall of Fame as well. Thank, you, but, thank um, you, I
4: appreciate that.
6: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Keep up the great work, y'all. Um, but yo, y'all, I don't know if y'all talked about the Wendy Williams show, I mean movie yet. Lenore, Not yet. You get to.
4: Yo, did you get to, um, yo, you get to um, help out with your cast and anything, bro? Because they did you dirty, bro. <laughs> I told yeah, they them that. They, they, I told they, them that. They, did, they they did me dirty. I could wake up this morning. I could wake up this morning and choose violence, but I won't. But it's lifetime though. <laughs> that's that's what lifetime does. Lifetime they, casting. They could got a little. trash. You had a headband no. on. Get I did all not types have no of. He's low key. I
7: thought it was like. I did not have a headband on. Yo, you ain't even look that old, bro. Why they do you like that? Look
4: mad oh You did have a headband on when you was in the studio. I did not have a headband on. That wasn't me. My character was the person that at the comedy club. You that wasn't was on the radio yeah, too. Uh, wasn't doing the radio too. No. Who was that? No, he had I was fitted on. He had yeah, a, uh, N-Y I know. Fitted on. Yep. That's right. I had a fitted on, and um some cat, some gear from that was left from the straight out of comedy movie they did, and um. Oh yeah, left Yo, but so, so you didn't saying, think y'all. it was been spot been a on? <laughs> it was kind of close. i been a big fan of you as well, yo. From since you started on the Wendy Williams show, you got any more of your books, bro?
1: Let me get a signed copy.
4: I got you, King. <laughs> uh, we put you on hold we send you a copy of Shook one, and I'm going to send you the Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health by Dr. Rita Walker. Great Hold
3: on, I
1: right.
0: Appreciate that, bro. Thank you a lot, man.
3: All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, we got rumors on the way?
5: Yes, and I guess we can start it off with the Wendy Williams biopic and things that Wendy Williams has had to say. We also, this morning, are going to have a, a statement from somebody who Wendy recently spoke about. So that's going to be exclusive this morning.
3: All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good
0: morning. Wait, wait,
1: wake up! Wait,
0: it's the Breakfast Club. <laughs> this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. <laughs> on the Breakfast Club. So
1: listen up. Nah, 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 nah,
5: nah. So, a lot of people were watching this Wendy Williams Lifetime biopic, followed by her documentary, where she gets very honest about a lot of things that happened in her life. She had some struggles with her weight and with bulimia. Here's what she had to say.
8: Weight has always been a big deal to me. And that seed was planted, you know, growing up. My father, the first man who loves you, the first message about my weight is, Wendy, you have such a pretty face if you just lose some weight. I would get weighed constantly by my mother and father.
3: I knew, I knew that my mother would harp on her weight and you know, it it wasn't comfortable for her and Wendy would make herself throw up after dinner.
8: I stopped doing that, I'll tell you why, because I was reading about some of these Hollywood actresses who had done that, but her teeth started to rot out. And I said, okay, this is not the way to go.
4: I don't feel like they um, let the parents explain their position on that enough in the documentary. Because I was what wondering, you was it for, cos- I was wondering, were they doing that for cosmetic reasons or, or health reasons? Like, I wondered w- why they were so, you know, uh, passionate about her losing weight. Why
5: her parents were passionate about it. Oh, yeah, you know, and why, and why, yeah.
4: Why her parents were. Yes.
5: Right. Yeah. I mean, and your parents can definitely make you feel a way. When they're like, "Oh, you gained some weight. Oh, you got big. Oh, you need to stop eating that."
3: I don't. I don't so, know if you remember, but growing up, if you were overweight, it was like, a, like you always were made fun of. It was one of those things where, especially parents back then, wanted you to lose weight. They figured, you know, stay outside, keep working, and I mean, I, I thought that was in, in in most kids growing up when when I used to see it though, back then.
5: All right. Now, in addition to that, Wendy was very honest about a situation that happened to her where she interviewed an artist and she says she was date-raped.
8: Early in my radio career, there was this artist, and he had the number one song on the R&B charts at the time. He came and did an interview on my radio show, and he asked me out for dinner. And when we went to his hotel, he invited me to his room, and I went. He goes in the bathroom to, you know, do whatever he does. When he comes out, he's got like nothing on, a pair of boxers. And my dumb behinds, they're just getting up and walking out, I'm like, Okay, let me see how far this is going to go. I don't, I don't want to have the sex. So he ended up pushing himself on me, and uh, he, he date raped me.
4: Yeah, and they never said his name in the doc, but they said his name in the press.
5: Right, she talked about it, and she did reveal um, what his name was. And he's passed. Uh, he's not. He's no longer alive. And I remember his. Uh, I guess his widow did speak out and mm-hmm. question why she would bring this up now, and that he's not here to defend himself. But she did reveal who he was, if you wanna search that. Now, in addition, Wendy spoke on the miscarriages that were very difficult for her that she had before finally giving birth to her son, Kevin Jr.
8: He didn't wanna get married. He wasn't marriage-minded. He'd never seen a successful marriage. Thank God, we were on the same page with that. But then I got pregnant and things changed. Then we had a five-month miscarriage, and that was devastating. Kevin came to me and said, look, marry me. And I said, yeah. So after we got married, I got pregnant again. The entire city saw me have two five-month miscarriages. And I had to deliver the babies, like, with the epidural and the push, push, push. And the nurses, they said, do you want to know if it's a boy or a girl? I said, no. Do you want a funeral or what do you want? I said, just go.
4: Mm. Yikes.
5: Man, that's so sad.
4: Well, a lot of that was in Wendy's first book, too, by the way. It's a great read if you've never uh, if you've never read Wendy's first book.
5: Right. It's crazy hearing her even discuss it. That's so difficult, just giving birth, knowing the baby's not going to be alive, mm-hmm. but still going through that whole process. Uh, she also talked about catching Kevin cheating when their son was only
8: two months old. I wake up like 2 o'clock in the morning to go to the bathroom. I just delivered him two months ago and Big Kev wasn't in the bed. And then I walked into Young Kev's nursery and I hear my husband talking greasy on the phone. And then I lose it and jump into the room. I say, what's going on? He told me it was some girl, some bank teller. He met at a bank. He's ending it and so on and so forth. And I honestly believe that. He was cheating on me. And I don't know how to be a mother. I wanted this, but what do I do now?
4: Did y'all like the movie? Did y'all like the movie and doc? What'd y'all enjoy?
5: Um, I thought it was entertaining. And regardless of how people feel about Wendy personally, I think she actually has been through a lot. She was very resilient. She was resourceful. She put herself out there. Like, it's not easy. It's not an easy world to navigate the way that she
4: did. Um Yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed it. Okay, Envy. What'd you thought? No, I was gonna say it it was,
3: it was I enjoyed it. I just don't think it was real uh just being in new york and and being in the scene in a lot of those times and seeing what went on I, that wasn't 100% factual a lot of the stuff in my opinion what i've seen and what i heard um but it was good it was
4: it was, it was a good movie it's a lifetime movie she kept it, she kept it 50 she didn't keep it 100 i enjoyed the documentary um more than the movie it was and it's not that it was a lot of fabrication it was just a lot of omissions right, right. you know what i mean i that, mean it was but, there was hard to, but it definitely but was it is a hard. lot of omissions
5: but it is hard because it was it's a long span of time, too, to put into a movie. Now, right? which doc do you I like, mean-
3: Charlamagne? The one you're in or the one that you're not in? What are you <laughs> talking about? Because you pulled one's yourself out of the doc. I pulled
4: myself out of the You're supposed to be in the was, doc. Was, That's
3: what I said. Which, which which doc did you like better?
4: Because you seen uh, both I of them. enjoyed the doc. Yeah, I enjoyed the doc more <laughs> in the movie. I'll tell you one thing though. A lot of women um, that helped Wendy on the way up didn't get a lot of love either. You know Helen Little in particular. Like there is no Wendy in Philly without Helen Little, and I feel like a black woman should give another black woman that credit for assisting her back in the game. But that's that's just me. Drop on the clues bombs for Helen Little, by the way. I don't think Philly got a lot of love in her story at all. It was just kind of like a, a, a drive-by on Philadelphia. Now, nah, Philly, Philadelphia yeah, got a little
3: bit of love. She said she did Philly. New York called back, and she, you know, raced back to New York. But, yeah, got a little love. Yeah,
4: but, but, but Philly's what really, really put her back in the game. As, far, as You far, know, it's as, you interesting. Know, when I
5: time. I was out one night, and I ran into Wendy and Kevin, and I didn't even know them that well. I only knew Wendy from having interviewed her a couple of times at serious. And that's when I had gotten an offer for Philly to do mornings and they came up to me and they were like, listen, don't go to Philly. They were like, whatever you do, don't go to Philly. Just wait for a New York offer to come through. Don't go do mornings in Philly. And I was like, damn, how would they even know I got an offer?
4: I love Philly. That's disrespectful. I'm just telling you what they
5: said. I was like, how did they even know about it?
4: If you go to Philly and you have success in radio nine times out of 10, you're going to have success uh, in, in, in New York. And Philly has helped. Many a radio personality in that day. I was in Philly doing mornings on 100.3 to beat for like nine months before they fired my ass. OK, but she told me still, she said she she I, said I she went to Philly.
5: Philly. Be- she said she went to Philly because she couldn't be in New York. So she had to go to Philly until she was able to go back to New York.
4: Yeah, But that means a lot. You know, what I mean, having that place that embraces you and you still get to, you know, keep your name out there and keep your radio chops going like Philly did a lot. For,
5: for, for Trust Wendy. me, I was looking for apartments already. I was like, "Let me see where can I live if this happens."
4: <laughs> so she even got yeah, the, the, the whole was... "How you doing?" phrase. She got that from Wendy. I mean, she from got Philly. That from you Philly. Mean. Wendy got that from Philly. I forgot the brother's All name. Right, well, name. D, D D D D Light, I think his name is D something. Well, we'll be talking more about
5: this, uh, and I'm sure people are gonna call and weigh in as well. But that is your rumor report.
3: All right, thank you, Miss Yi. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about?
5: Yeah, you know, the news has been very depressing this morning, but I do have something we want to talk about, a UFO that was spotted.
4: That's okay. right. My cousins are here. Let's go, baby.
3: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. <laughs> it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela E. Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, where we starting,
1: ye?
5: Well, let's start with this UFO. There were clear shots of a UFO that was spotted above the freeway on the outskirts of LA, and an eyewitness took these pictures last Saturday. They said she was on the phone, and then she saw this thing hovering in the sky, flying in the same direction she was heading, with a group of lights that were trailing behind it. The eyewitness said she shot three consecutive photos, and I don't know. Did you did you all see these pictures? They said it's not Photoshop Damn
4: right, I saw. Them. I no, see. I saw. Them. You know, I'm all in on UFOs and extraterrestrials, and I, if you've been paying attention for at least the past two years, they're preparing to tell us what we already know. And what we already know is that we're not alone uh, in in all of these millions of universes and galaxies, okay? And there are—it's intelligent life that's way more intelligent than us out here in these streets, these universal streets. Mm.
5: Yeah, so who knows what's about to happen soon?
8: We
3: need Get it. To the us. world needs— Are they Earth needs that humbling. Yeah, we need to know if they are
4: friendly. If they come in peace, they human, or they want, or they want to the smoke. Well, they not human. They, but they, they got emotions just like everybody else.
5: Would you walk up to the UFO if it was on the ground?
4: No. Nah, no. Nah, but it depends, right? <laughs> it depends on it, it. depends on how they, how they, how they come to us. You know what I mean? And by they the way, crazy on we TikTok. keep calling them. We keep calling them aliens. We're aliens to them as well, you know we just not as smart as them, because if we were, we could travel to their planets and things as well. But we can't, but they can. I'm telling you, if you think that the universe is not as diverse as the Earth, you're bugging. All of these different life forms that's here on Earth, all of these different animals, things in the water, things in the woods, things in the sky. You think the universe isn't as diverse? You're crazy. Come on.
5: All right. Now, former President Donald Trump's his five impeachment defense attorneys have left him. And it's about a week before his trial is set to begin. So he did hire two new attorneys. But why would they leave at the last minute like that? They said he's been having some because problems. Their finding their ship lawyers came.
4: They were Nobody on case. earth would represent him. Nobody on earth would represent him. Aliens came and then the aliens was like, you know what? This is a losing cause. Oh That's goodness. what the UFO was over LA. They were picking up his defense team and they left.
5: I saw what some speculation is because they're saying as an attorney, you cannot... Uh, defend something that you don't agree with or you don't think is true. And I guess he's been focused so much on this fraud with the election and they didn't agree with that. So some people are speculating that's why, because he really is focused on this fraud and it's not really about, uh, you know, the Capitol riots and all of that. So I'm not sure why these attorneys have left him, but he does have two new attorneys that are representing him, a defense lawyer, David Schoen and Bruce Castor, who is a former DA from Pennsylvania He faced some criticism for his decision to not charge Bill Cosby in a sex crimes case. And the other uh, attorney that we just mentioned, David Schoen, actually met with Jeffrey Epstein about representing him because he doesn't believe that uh, Jeffrey Epstein also committed suicide, he said as well. So those are his two new attorneys.
4: (laughs) Jesus Christ.
5: Yeah. Um, and one last thing, Anderson Cooper, he confronted a man who is part of what well, was part of QAnon. And it was an awkward conversation on CNN. Listen to this.
1: Did you at the time believe that high level Democrats and celebrities were worshipping Satan, drinking the blood of children? Anderson, I thought you did that. And I would like to apologize for that right now so i apologize for thinking that you ate babies it's because q specifically mentioned you and he mentioned you very early on i'm gonna be honest like people still talk about that to this day there were posts about that just four days ago some people thought you were a
3: robot
9: oh my god
4: (laughs) what people people like that are the biggest losers they don't believe in themselves or their own greatness and when they see somebody else being great They have to justify their own failures by saying, oh, that person's only in that position because they eat babies. Or that person's only in that position because they drink blood. Or that person's only in that position because they do sacrifices. You know how much of a loser you have to be and how much uh, low self-esteem you have to have and how much not belief in yourself you have to have to to, to justify your failures by saying stuff like that about other people? Come on. (laughs)
5: It's just so weird. All right. Well, that is your front page news.
4: All right. Thank you,
3: Miss Yee. Now when we come back let's open up the phone lines 800-585-1051 now the Wendy Williams movie was on Lifetime over the weekend did you see it let's talk about it what were your thoughts phone lines are wide open 800-585-1051 let's talk about it it's the breakfast club Go biggest
4: on. what's the biggest lies you saw from the Wendy Williams movie that's another good topic
0: boy it's topic time Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast
1: Club.
3: talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about the Wendy Williams movie. Now, we're asking, what did you think? Uh, Charlemagne said, uh, what, what, what was your question, Charlamagne?
4: Uh, I mean, what were the biggest lies from the Wendy Williams movie? But I mean, you know, if you weren't close to the situation, you wouldn't know. So let me let me ask you, let's start with you. What were the
3: biggest lies on that movie?
4: You know, it wasn't so much uh, fabrication, but I just think a lot of um, omission. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the way they the way they made Kelvin look in the movie. Kelvin uh, w- was, was 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 far from who I think he was. Did he hold Wendy down? Yes, but he also used a lot of those insecurities she had about her weight to keep her down. You know what I mean? Like that that's the, that's the mental and emotional abuse. Like he would constantly remind her that she was a fat bitch. Nobody wanted his constant words not mine and um uh, i think kelvin being a tough guy i don't know where that came from because i've seen kelvin get qu- get punked quite a few times in these streets uh Wait, you might know well, maybe that she, me. but and maybe she know.
5: felt like maybe she felt like he was protecting her maybe she didn't even really
4: know that's true but you know i wouldn't
3: you're also very close to the situation and you ha- you have uh, a huge hate for uh kevin hunter
4: I don't. I don't hate him. Hate is a strong word. I just, <laughs> just, no, you I hate just, him. I just. I dislike him. I, I, no, no. You hate I've, him. I've, I've, no, no it, he is a trigger for me. Let trigger. me ask you he a question. If that
3: man was hanging off of a cliff and you were there, would you help him up or would you be like you're on your own, bro?
4: I'd pray for him. Saying, you know, whatever God, I say whatever God got planned for you in this moment, okay, is what he had, what God had planned for you in this moment. I hate you, okay? man. And I, and, and, right. I, and I don't like I don't like how I don't like how how they brushed by Philly in the movie. You know, what I'm saying as a radio guy, you know, Philly has played a very pivotal role in a lot of radio careers, and it definitely played a pivotal role in in her career. And I don't think Wendy took the time to not only properly big up Philly, but big up another black woman who gave her that opportunity in Philly, and that's Helen Little. You know, I would have liked Shout to hear. A little more mention of Carter and Sanborn, you know, Kobe and D. Lee, you know, D. Lee is where she got to. How you doing from. Mm-hmm. I just think it should have been a lot more, you know, homage paid to Philly
3: But I will say this, you know, it's a, a long lifetime I mean, this is what, 40 years of Wendy's life Broken down to what, two hours, three hours So there's a lot that had to be taken out And a lot of the producers are looking for the juice They're looking for the things that's going to keep people there And, and maybe editing, they took a lot of that out Because even when the actor was there They said they took a lot of the scenes out Especially they said the domestic oh. violence they took out So they they took a lot of things out, you know
4: well she said that she said that that never happened at all what's that That she never that she never got physically abused i saw her say that in the documentary the actor said it that they took it out listen i got eyes i ain't whatever well maybe maybe
5: she didn't want to do that because of their son too
4: eh, maybe but between the movie and the documentary it's just still little tiny details especially in the doc that i thought could have um could have been highlighted but more, but more most yeah. specifically you know her time and her time in Philadelphia and I feel like she brushed past her time at high 97 too she did she definitely you know brushed what by 97 her. played such a pivotal role in her career like I understand that you know she may have some ill feelings toward high 97 but don't just brush by it because of your ill feelings you know what I mean no and at the time and, Char- don't, and don't
5: you think Charlemagne's character should have been in there a little bit more
3: no I wasn't wasn't about Charlemagne or, no, or Skeletor a, or any of the other co-hosts I don't think I was a, this was, her story. I was a brief
4: moment in her life. I worked mm-hmm. with Wendy for three years. That's, that's right. a, a blip. That's a blip in a 56-year life.
3: Now I do agree. I think Hot 97. I think Hot 97, in my opinion, made Wendy that name that she was. Of course, WBLS took it to another stratosphere. But you got to think during that time they had. Think about it. They had Buck in the morning. Wendy Williams doing middays. Angie Martinez, Angie Martinez. and Flex at night. And Then they had Fat Man Scoop doing overnights. Like that was the dream but that's also- team.
4: You
5: know? understand At this movie time. was an hour and 30 minutes i mean True. Yeah. how much stuff but can you say, get in it
4: but even with the doc the doc was another couple hours they could have got some of that stuff in there like how you just brush by to fight with you and angie martinez but she referred to angie as some uh, part-time little part-time yeah, yeah that on. was whack you, you know she was never no
3: part-time she was full-time and that's she was busting ass and she continues to bust ass. shout out to angie martinez that's and what, yes this is yeah. a whole legend yeah, her and Angie Martinez got into a fight, and Angie Martinez gave her a two
4: piece and a biscuit. Whoa, I don't know about all that. I don't know what it was. Well, I would I'll say think it was <laughs> Gina I would
3: think it was Gina
1: A two piece and a <laughs> I
3: hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Salute to Angie Ma. Shout out to Angie Ma. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this?
7: My name is Ashley. I'm from North Carolina. Well, I actually live in North Carolina, but I'm from Philly.
3: Okay. What did you think about the hey, the movie? Ashley. The Wendy Wins movie?
7: What's up, Charlamagne and Angela? Hey. Um, What's happening? So, so, MV, basically what I felt, I would agree with Charlamagne because she did do a drive-by on Philly. I never heard of her before the time of her being at Philly, and I'm 34, but I always knew her to be in Philly first in my opinion, but that's just how I saw it. Mm-hmm. The whole how you doing is exactly what Charlamagne said, and it was a short time. She made it seem like it was kind of like a few months Like a month or two And then it was just like Alright I'm done
2: How
4: long was so she really, I think she know. Really for a couple years or more though, than that right? Yeah I thought so yeah. too I did Yeah I
7: she so. spent a lot of time in Philly And I thought that she really needed to Embrace that Because we did embrace her a lot A lot
3: Yeah right. 100% Alright well thank you mama 800-585-1051 We're talking about the Wendy Williams movie Did you see it? What were your thoughts? Let's discuss it alright It's the Breakfast Club Good morning
0: No with that, with that. Call me. And your opinion to the Breakfast Club Top. Come
3: on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. If you just join us, we're talking about the Wendy Williams movie. We're asking, what were your thoughts? Let's talk about it. Um, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey,
1: this is Big Phil from VA. How y'all doing, Breakfast Club?
3: What's up, Big Bill hey, What's your thoughts on the oh, Wendy Williams movie?
1: Oh, my God. I, why why Charlemagne wasn't in there? He was. I, the dude they had, I know, but the dude they had playing was a quick snippet. So I, I want to know if Charlemagne, is you, you going after him for that? Because I know your beef is with Wendy. It's not actually, I mean, it's with Kevin, not with Wendy. No,
4: nah, I got love for Wendy. You know what I mean? Wendy is a is, is an abused human being and has been an abused human being for a long time. So I, I, I have I have empathy for Wendy. But no, nah, I don't have no beef. I ain't wake up this morning and choose violence. I don't care.
1: Okay. do Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to give a shout out to my wife, Keisha. I love you, baby.
3: Okay. Hello, who's
7: this? This is Ashley.
3: Hey, Ashley. Good morning. What did you think of the Wendy Williams movie?
7: You know, I thought that she was telling some of the story, but not telling all of the story. It was like some things it was obvious that she was leaving out details
4: and it just wasn't making any sense. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. she kept it 50, not 100. She kept it 50.
5: Yeah, I feel like it's hard for anybody to, when they're telling their own story, to be completely honest. I don't know that people really do. Like, I read people's autobiographies, and I'm like, "Mm, there's always more than one side. And people see, I feel like people see themselves differently than other people see them, too. But even if
7: you tell your side of the story, like, there should be details in there that make your side of the story make sense. Like, even when she was talking about going to rehab. She started talking about how she was drinking too much wine, but then she passed out in the in the uh, Statue of Liberty costume, but she never actually said <laughs> she passed out because she was drunk. She just showed her passing out, so she never actually connected the dots. So it was kind of like, "Wait, what?"
4: A lot of a, a lot of half truth was in that. Definitely was a lot of half truth yeah. in that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. Hello, who's this? This is Letitia. Hey, and Leticia. I love hey, the
3: Leticia. movie. You guys you loved it? Okay. Okay, yes. Good, good, good.
2: Okay. So, so Tell us what you loved about it. Because it showed vulnerable parts about her. Whether it was true or not, you guys, you have to admit, just her being able to tell that type of story showed a different side of Wendy that somebody is going to actually learn from, and it's going to encourage somebody out there, even the rape thing. There's someone out there today that because of what Wendy showed, He's that person is going to say, you know what? Let me tell this in therapy or let me tell, you know, my mom, or let me tell my dad that this happened to me. Everybody's yeah, I not mean, love Wendy, I- but she, she's, she's valid in a lot of circles. You guys, she really is.
4: Well, a lot of those stories, you know, she's been telling for years on the radio and, you know, they were, they were in her first book if you ever read her first book, but I get, I get what you're saying. <laughs> this is a new generation.
2: So, um, I didn't start hearing about Wendy until I moved to Delaware, and that was in 2005. So there's people who never – like my mom, for instance. My mom hates Wendy Williams, but she watched the movie, and now she's looking at her differently. hmm You know, she's – I get that. She's looking at her differently. Yeah, she – She encourages me just because of her story and just because she's a woman and where she's been able to, Angela, just like you, just because where you guys have been able to get yourself is encouraging to women, whether, you know, there's going to be part, because this is Wendy, she's going to tell her story, but that's what we all do. We want to be able to tell our story and that's what she did. She told her story the way she believes it, Right. you know, and, and there's, there's fragments in there that I'm pretty sure are true, but, I think it was needed. And the documentary, for me, you guys, was a lot better than the movie.
4: Mm-hmm. Me too. I agree. Me too.
2: I, I, I watched it twice. I watched it twice. Right. And it, it, it gave me something this morning, you know? Right.
3: Okay.
5: Listen, regardless, right, it was entertaining enough that people have already watched it twice. Everyone was talking about it. It was trending.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you, Mama. 800-585-1051. Let's take some more calls. A lot of people on the lines. Let's talk about the Wendy Williams movie. What were your thoughts? It's The Breakfast Club Good Morning. It's topic time.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Pick up the phone, baby. <laughs> Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club.
1: Talk about it.
0: Morning
3: everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne, the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now if you just join us, we're talking about the Wendy Williams Movie and documentary. What were your thoughts, all right? Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this?
6: This is Kim slash Kigo and Columbus represent Columbus, Cincinnati, in Ohio.
3: What did you think of the doc, man, the movie?
6: Um, And actually, sorry, I got a frog in my voice this morning, but I am a female. I got a deep voice, okay? Uh, <laughs> sorry. I, <laughs> so sorry. I, no, you cool. No, you cool. I understand. I understood Wendy's story, okay? Uh, Wendy fell in love. I understand a lot was fabricated for TV. I get it. But at the core of it, she fell in love with an African-American male. She didn't go out, uh, nothing against get outside the race, but she wanted a brother. She liked it rough on the edges. She accepted him for him. He accepted her for her. But at the end of the story, anybody that does not understand why she, everybody has a breaking point. It was about him having another baby. Now, women could sit here all day long and say, I would have left a long time ago. She was in love. Her self-esteem when she was a kid was low, but she fell in love. So I think we need to stop blaming African American women for being as strong as they are and staying with our brothers. And it's their fault. No, the breaking point was on Pillow Talk. He knew she had miscarriages. He knew he fought that fight with her, and then to go have another baby—that—that just—that—that that blew the top off. That—that well, that, that is that something went, w-
4: Wendy would always say. That Wendy was like, "I can forgive cheating, but I can't forgive uh, a baby." She always she would always. But she say already that felt years inadequate. She meant it. Yeah, that
6: wasn't cool. That wasn't cool, but I just wanted to say I love your show. I love your show. You guys spent knowledge through the whole campaign, through everything. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing, okay? Thank you. Hello, who's this? It's kid from Fairville. Hey, what's up, man?
3: What, what do you think about the uh, the Wendy Williams movie?
9: Well, for me, man, I was in Philadelphia
1: from from 03 to 05, and I was basically there for the Wendy Williams show, so I didn't bother to watch it because... I seen the trailer and it really wasn't what was portrayed throughout the city.
3: <laughs> how you ain't see the movie, but you called to make give, give you opinion, man?
4: You ain't see. You I ain't seen exactly. Tra- I, I seen the trailer, y'all. I seen the, tra- see the trailer. I seen the trailer. Man. <laughs> Goodbye, man. Even though, even though, even though, I, even though I don't like how she brushed by Philly. Like I said, Philly played a very pivotal role in her career, and I don't think she took the time to properly big up Philly and you know big up people who helped her in her journey. You know what I mean? Like, like, like a like a Helen Little. You know, uh, all the morning team that she did the show with in Philly, Kobe, Cole, uh, Dee Lee is where she got "How You Doing" from. Carter and Sanborn You know, I mean, I just thought, you know, I just thought the radio part of it, a lot more love could have been been shown. All right, all right. Well, we got rumors on the way. E. Oh wait a minute, and I, more yeah. of the story. I think I want to say so, I think Wendy deserves all the flowers, but I really hope she gets real healing one day because she experienced a lot of hurt. So she hurt a lot of people and she's been mentally, emotionally, and physically abused her whole life. Her sister Wanda said something real interesting in the doc, which she said, um, when Wendy's life was like like falling apart the last couple of years, she Wendy thought it was because of all the dirt she had thrown on people. And I thought that was a very interesting uh, observation for her to have. So yeah, I appreciate everything I learned from her, but a half truth is, is still a whole lie to me. All right. right. Now we got rumors on the way.
5: Well, we'll talk some more. Wendy, uh, this person has written a statement about Wendy Williams in response to some things that Wendy Williams has had to say about her and her family. And I'll tell you who that person is. But she did say that Wendy will forever be one of the most miserable bitches on the planet.
4: I can't believe Serena Hudson would send you a
3: statement. (laughs) <laughs> Shut up, man Nope, it's crazy. not Serena Hudson Shut up, that came from Charlemagne, But we'll talk about it next, it's The Breakfast Club, good morning Morning everybody, it's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy We are The Breakfast Club, let's get to the rumors, let's talk i on Wendy Williams It's about
2: time What's going on? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Rumor Report, Rumor Report This is The Rumor Report With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club
5: all right. Well, Method Man's wife Tamika has spoken out, and she's released a statement on her Instagram page in response to what Wendy Williams had to say about Method Man. She was talking to DJ Sus One, and here's what she said:
8: "The only thing I did, I I smoked a blunt with Red Man. Excuse me, with Method Man." while I gave him a bath and it was a one night stand. And he'll deny it, maybe not, you know. That wasn't in the movie. I. It wasn't in the movie, it wasn't in the movie because Red Man, or excuse me, Method Man is still very angry at me. But what? Um, for, I don't know, for, for being me. It was one night. All right.
5: Well, Tamika broke it down on her social media, on Instagram. She said, for years, I kept my silence. And this is the first time she's ever addressed this at all, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, While Wendy Williams launched constant <laughs> verbal attacks against my husband, myself and our family. In the past, I ignored her lies, innuendos and blatant attempts to provoke us. But Wendy has proven again and again that she is incapable of any decency. Her obsession with our lives has reached a new low and I'm tired of taking the high road. In an obvious attempt to increase ratings for her sad biopic, her struggling TV show, and her burnt-out career, Wendy has once again targeted my husband. It's a pattern that she has repeated for years. When I was diagnosed with cancer years ago, Wendy shared my personal medical information with her listeners live on the air during her radio broadcast. She didn't care that she was violating my right to privacy or that I hadn't shared the news of my diagnosis with my family and friends yet. She never apologized, never expressed any regret whatsoever, Despite my anger, I chose not to respond publicly to her unhealthy fixation with my husband and our marriage. It was clear that she was sick and that she was struggling with a lot of issues, including self-hate and low self-esteem. Over the years, those issues have made her increasingly ugly, both inside and out, and no amount of plastic surgery can fix the ugliness inside of her. Instead of using her platform to uplift women... She has spent her career attacking marriages while her own fell apart. She criticized celebrities battling addictions despite her own struggles with sub- substance abuse. There's no limit to how low she will go in the name of making headlines. Uh, she goes on to say, for the record, my marriage is solid. My husband continues to enjoy a successful career and Wendy will forever be one of the most miserable bitches on the planet.
4: Jesus Christ. I mean, look, a lot yeah. of valid points made. A lot of valid points made. You know, w- w- Wendy, Wendy is miserable. And that's why I send her healing energy because I've never seen her happy before in my life. And yes, she should apologize to to Tamika and and her family. Cause you you don't do that to people. I mean, it it was, it was,
3: I mean, someone didn't even ask the question. Someone didn't even ask the question. You wanted to say that. And, uh, met the man tamika y'all should have sued wendy williams a long time ago when she released that information that was against the law to release that information you should have sued her you should have sued the station you should have made sure that never happened ever again because what that did was foul that information should have never been out unless you wanted to put that information now we've been here you know doing the breakfast club for a long time now and there's times when we say something to an artist and the artist has said hey You know, I don't want that information out. My family doesn't even know. And we went back on some of the stuff that we've done. So we know what's right. And that was foul. Well,
4: Meph did want to sue, though, because I remember when Meph came to the radio station uh, one day after Wendy and Kelvin were on the air kicking his back in. And he he came (laughs) to the station. And that was that was one of the reasons he did come to the station, because he was like, "Yo, I just need to know who at the hospital gave you that information so I can file a lawsuit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And he should have whooped. He was there during that time, right?
5: Wendy can't act like she doesn't know why Method Man has an issue with her. Of course he has an issue with you. You revealed his wife's cancer diagnosis before she had a chance to address her own family.
0: Yes.
3: Of course. You were working there during that time, Charlemagne?
4: Yeah, I was on the air that day and um Calvin and Wendy was kicking kicking Meth back in and um Kelvin walked downstairs, and I guess as he was walking down, Meph was coming up. I, I'm, I'm shocked that they didn't see each other. And um, the secretary was like, Meph and Man's in the lobby. So I called Kelvin. I'm like, yo, Meph's in the lobby. And he was like, yo, for what? I'm like, yo, you know for what? He's like, well, go out there and see what he wants. <laughs> so my dumb ass went out there <laughs> to go see what Meth and Man wanted, and me and Meph had a conversation, and you know, he wanted the information from the hospital, you know? And he, he mm-hmm. of course he wasn't happy about what Wendy and Kev was saying, but Needless to say, Kev never brought his monkey ass back up to that station, even though I know he was probably right downstairs. But he mm-hmm. did not come back up yeah, when Mef. he knew Memphis in the lobby. Memphis
3: should have whooped all
5: Don't want those problems. <laughs> all right, so that statement, again, is on uh, Tamika's Instagram page. If you want to read the full statement of what she had to say about Wendy Williams and Wendy still harassing her and her family. But I think after, you know, decades of having to deal with this, she finally felt like this was her breaking point just leave yeah. us alone stop talking about my family
3: And shouted to me right. i don't know her but shout to her for being so so damn strong shout to you
5: yeah i mean and they're still together and still happily married meth is still there doing you know. well so this is the first time we heard her mention this and she kept calling him red man all right now chloe from chloe and Hallie went on instagram yesterday and she was talking about her own journey to self love and Here's what she had to say.
2: And for so long I used to think I was like fat and like I used to hate my stretch marks and my cellulite. I'm not going to cry. But it's like now I really love who I am. When I see all the uproar about my posts and stuff, I'm a bit confused. Like I really don't understand because I've never seen myself in that way or in that light. So I take it as a huge compliment that you all even think of me as a sexual sexy being. Man,
5: I, I
4: love missing? Chloe people... and Hallie. Yeah, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. People slandering her or something? Yeah, they were mad. Yeah, they at were her. kind
5: of like shaming her for, you know, mm-hmm. posting the videos that she posted. And I felt like a lot of people were like, okay, you know, get it, girl. But then there were people that had some things to say about her being sexy and oh, issues with that. Yeah, it's <clears throat> ridiculous.
4: Chloe. Chloe, that's just hate. Okay, it's called hate. All right, do we not realize how miserable people are? So when they see you online enjoying your life and other people enjoying you, they get jealous and they get envious. It's called hate. That's all it is. Okay? Mm-hmm. And in life now, you got to look- remember the rule of 10 too. 3 people going to like it, 3 people are not going to like it, 4 people going to be on the fence about it. Like for people not to like something that's just uh, that's just natural. I wouldn't even pay that You know what else?
5: It's hard for her too. She's uh, apart from her little sister, Hallie, and Hallie has started filming The Little Mermaid. She's got a starring role in that. And they were on Instagram Live together, and it got very emotional. I just miss
7: my sister's bright personality, her positive energy always around. She's literally the sun because she just makes everything just feel like brighter and better. And that's what I miss the most about my sister. Hallie? Yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's different, and then I'm the little sister. So being away, just really like tugs at my.
2: Girl. You're gonna make me cry.
5: They are so
7: I
4: sweet. Love I really mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I love <laughs> I, I, yes, I, and I, my, five, my 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 five year old and my two year old are like that with each other. I love watching that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, and they're very like. I've interviewed them a few times, and I've uh, talked to them about. Uh, what is it? Grownish that they're on, right? Grownish. And just the sweetest, nicest young women, super talented, so dope. I've seen them perform like they're amazing girls. So let's show them some love. All right. That is your rumor report.
3: All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to?
4: Well, since I got traumatized by this video, I might as well put y'all onto the story so y'all could be traumatized too. Uh, we need police officers in Rochester to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with them on this fine Monday morning, first day of Black History Month. All right, we'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's time for
0: Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day,
4: Ask Charlemagne.
2: A Democrat, so being donkey of the day is a
4: little bit of a mixed one. So, like a donkey, yeehaw,
9: okay. donkey of the day. <laughs> club, bitch. Uh, now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years. But donkey of the day is right, a new guys. one.
4: It's Monday, man. Donkey of the day for Monday, February 1st, the first day of Black History Month, goes to police officers in Rochester, New York. Uh, I hate when they don't identify these officers as individuals. The reason I believe they don't is to protect their safety, protect their identities. Maybe they don't want to bring shame to their fellow police officers, even though they deserve all the shame this society could possibly give them. Now, I don't even know how I ended up watching this video yesterday because I am not the person who actively seeks trauma via social media. What I mean by that is all the videos of police brutality that circulate online and folks share with each other, and it enrages you, outrages you, traumatizes you, and we share that trauma with each other for whatever reason. I don't look for those, all right? To me, these videos should be used as evidence in the court of law, but hell, I don't even think they hold up in court because we see cops victimizing us all the time on camera, and nothing happens but a BS investigation and some paid administrative leave, okay? Even though there's never anything to investigate, because we all got eyes. You can see what the hell is happening on the video, so I don't know what the point of any of these videos are except to traumatize us, and that's exactly what the video uh, of the Rochester Police Department handcuffing and pepper-spraying a nine-year-old girl did to me. Yes, you heard right. Rochester police handcuffed and pepper-sprayed a nine year old girl. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to WHAM ABC 13 for the report, please.
9: What started as a family trouble call ended with a nine year old girl on the back of a police cruiser, handcuffed, then pepper sprayed. at this point. I got, I got her. I got her. <laughs> the incident again raising questions about the use of excessive force by Rochester police. pepper
2: in your eyeballs.
9: Come on, let's go. The girl pepper sprayed by an officer after failing to comply with police. The call came Friday afternoon for the initial report of family trouble and a possible stolen vehicle. Ultimately, city officials say the child was suicidal, threatening to cause harm to herself and others.
4: Seriously. What about a badge in a uniform makes you forget you too are human? Does this badge in a uniform just automatically make you a sociopath? Like you got called to this house and told that this young nine-year-old girl was suicidal and that she indicated that she wanted to kill herself and she wanted to kill her mom. First of all, police shouldn't be responding to this. Where's the mental health team? Where is the mental health crisis unit? If you know this nine-year-old girl is having a potential manic episode, how does this end with her being victimized and treated like a criminal? How do you officers treat your own kids? Mm-mm. When you see officers treat pe- treat other people's kids like this, doesn't it make you want to send child services to their house to make sure everything is okay? Because there have been studies that have found at least 40% of police officers' uh, families experience domestic violence. When you see the way these officers manhandle women in the streets, it's Not hard to believe that. okay? that that, that, that's what they're doing at home as well. And the same goes for kids. If you see officers treat kids like this in the street, how do you think they are treating their own kids at home? I don't know, but it's worth an investigation. Now, of course, uh, Mike Mazzini, who is the president of the Rochester Police Union, uh, he defended the
9: officer's actions. Let's listen. The head of the Rochester Police Union defended the officers responding to that call. Union President Mike Mazio saying those criticizing the handling of that incident have never been in that position. He also added that it's easier for the city to blame the officers than come up with solutions. Mazio also said that every situation is different and he feels the police responding that day did everything by the book.
4: You know, when you read the studies of 40% of police officers' families experiencing domestic violence, it gives three reasons why this is. I'm not going to read all three, but the third really stands out because it says, and I quote, the officer who is abusing them knows how to manipulate the system to avoid penalty and or shift blame to the victim. This is how they do it. When you have guys like the the, the Mike guy, you know, who's the head of the police union, making excuses for these cops' piss-boy behavior. And saying that they did everything by the book. He's absolutely wrong. <laughs> okay. And they need to burn whatever book it is that's telling them that this is how they should move. Okay? He's actually, and he's also wrong when he says none of us have been in that situation. Plenty of us have children, young nine-year-old kids. A lot of a lot of folks out there have children who are special needs. A lot of folks have children who deal with mental health issues. There are mental health care workers who deal with kids like this all the time. Ask those folks how many times they've had to put the kid in handcuffs and pepper spray them to restrain them. Just ask them. I would like for you to survey those people I just mentioned and ask them how many times if they had to handcuff a nine year old and pepper spray them. okay, to restrain them. See, it's the lack of compassion and empathy for me. And I felt so bad for that young girl listening to her scream out for her father. Because I would never want to be a father in that situation. Because what if her father would have showed up in that moment and chose violence? He would have been absolutely justified to do so. But then he would have been killed. If you did that to a nine-year-old girl, then we know what you would do to her father who showed up, saw what you was doing to her, and then defended her. I don't see how anyone can make excuses for this. I don't see how anyone can justify this. The girl was nine. And it was five officers, five big, grown police officers and this nine-year-old girl. And y'all couldn't restrain her without handcuffs and pepper spray. How is that protecting and serving? Let me tell you something, man. Whatever y'all doing is not working. All right. That book that the head of the uh, police union was talking about, saying that they did everything by it, throw it out. All right, people get more offended by the slogan defund the police than they do to actions like this that make folks say, See, this is why the police need to be defunded. If this is what taxpayer dollars are paying for, then taxpayers should demand a refund and better service. Okay, I don't have any bright ideas, I have no solutions whatsoever. I'm just shining a light on the problem. Okay, I'm shining a light on this so we can constantly have examples on what exactly needs to be changed. I just honestly don't know how to change it. Please let Chelsea Handler give the Rochester Police Department the biggest hee-haw.
5: Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much, Dan Maynays.
3: Goodness gracious. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, uh, Plies, did he say this audio or did he just uh, write it on Instagram or Twitter? Do we have the audio? Uh, no, I mean?
0: nah, we don't have audio. I
4: think it was the tweet. Tweet. Okay, tweet.
5: He said, Dear black business owners, stop wanting me to spend my money with you and shop with you just because you're black. Make me want to spend money with you because you got a good product, good customer service, and a good price point. Because if that's bad, I don't want it no matter what color you are.
3: All right. Well, let's let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. Should you support a black business just because they are black? Let's talk about it. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. 800 585 1051 is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out,
0: pull, out, pull, out your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Call me Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break, break it down. 800 585 1051. The Breakfast Club. God. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV,
3: Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about this tweet that Ply has put out. Yee, you got the tweet?
5: Yes, he said, dear black business owners, stop wanting me to spend my money with you and shop with you just because you black. Make me want to spend money with you because you got a good product, good customer service, and a good price point. Because if that's bad, I don't know, I don't want it no matter what color you is.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's nuanced to what Ply said, right? Like, it's actually mm-hmm. a couple of things going on in that tweet. Number one, yes. You should support a black business just because they're black. If somebody tells me something is black-owned, yes, I will shop with that person just because they are black and for no other reason. And there is nothing wrong with that. All right, And there's nothing wrong with a business owner, a black business owner, expecting black people to support them just because they are black. Because usually the black business owner is building something that they believe black people will appreciate. So the whole for-us-by-us concept, that's a real thing. So yes, I support just because it's black. But... I won't return if the product sucks at the end of the day. Okay. The product has to be good. So the blackness gets me there. The good product keeps me. And as far as price point, I'll spend a little more with the black owned business. If the product Mm -hmm. is good. Correct. If the product is good, I'll spend, I'll spend more with the black owned business. Yeah, but you know. and customer
5: and customer service has to be on point too. Like you you know, I think that's what gets me going to a lot of different places over and over again. They have amazing customer service. So I think that's something that we always have to pay attention to also.
3: Absolutely. Even with the with the, you know, with the the real estate business and the stocks, I always try to to, to somebody that looks like me because I feel like they understand me. So if it's for me getting a loan, I go to my brother first to see what he can do. If it goes to my attorney, I'll go to Sabine first. Like there's different attorneys and different place I I try to go with my, my my own first that's that's my main but like charlamagne said if the business is bad i won't return but let's go to the phone lines hello
2: who's this this is star
3: hey good morning now we're asking uh shopping with black businesses do you shop with black business regardless of anything let's talk about it
2: no no i
7: am a <laughs> <black> business owner <laughs> i um and i absolutely don't think that every person black or white should even be a business owner because not everybody knows how to service customers. And I just dealt with that's this true. at my house with a black contractor. And he mm. had completely put me off from black contractors. <laughs> like, I'm going to wow. pick business
4: next time. Well should, um, well, should it be black like, contractors or just bad contractors? Because contractors are shady yeah. people regardless. Yeah, they're cons. That's the, that's the whole that's, word. That's exactly. Cons. They <laughs> are exactly. cons. I love, the my, 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 my daddy's a contractor. But you, these contractors, I'm dealing with contractors now, boy. You got to watch them. Yeah, you would, were just telling me a story the you other day, how he tried to charge him. you a triple? Yes, so they will bleed you dry him. if you let them. Mm-hmm.
7: It's crazy. He tried. My contractor sent me an invoice before he was even done with the work. Like, we
3: didn't do a walk wow. or anything. Yeah. I a, but, Lord Mama, Mama, that's that's contractors. <laughs> and I tell everybody that all the time. Contractors will use your money to finish somebody else's job and then have to get some more money to finish your job. That is contractors. And on the side note, Mama, I don't know what you're doing, but if you can, buy all the materials mm-hmm. yourself. You know I mean, that way, all he has to okay. do is just install it and you're paying him an hourly rate. But if you can buy all the, the stuff yourself, buy the flooring, buy the sheetrock, the well, nails, the studs, buy I it yourself. so, it so You ain't got to worry about to it. You
7: a couple weeks ago because he's already oh. done. But, damn it, man. <laughs> but and the work was shoddy. So
4: damn it, man. I yeah. just, but didn't don't
7: do let don't.
4: don't yeah. And don't let it turn you off from black contractors. That's just a contract. Yeah, all contractors are a mess. Word. <laughs> you just got to find the right contract. As yee.
5: <laughs> yeah, um, I had a lot of issues.
7: Real quick, um, completely off topic, Charlamagne. I just want to thank you for your um, your your book, um, Black Privilege. Um, yes, ma'am. Because I, there was a the, that was the reason why I actually started my business. You had a um, when you were talking about how you were working for free at first, and sometimes you have to um, go out and put your foot out there and do things if you're trying to get to a certain place. And it kind of just pushed me forward and started my event
5: planning business. So. I
7: just want to oh that's dope.
4: You. Salute to you, Queen. I'm happy I could inspire right. you in some way. That's dope. Do you want to All name right. your business too, so people could look you uh, up? My,
7: I'm in, <laughs> I'm in Virginia. Um, I serve the Hampton Roads area. It's 2010 Events and Design by Star. On Facebook, Instagram, okay. and 2010 eventscom
3: all right, mama. All right. I'm going to look you up because we do so many homecoming parties and homecoming events. So we'll look you up and try to get you some more business. 800 585 1051. We're asking. Please put this tweet up. You want to read the tweet one more time, me?
5: Uh, yes, he was talking about uh, Black business owners And he said Dear black business owners Stop wanting me to spend My money with you And shop with you Just cause you black Make me want to spend Money with you Cause you got a good product Good customer service And a good price point Because if that's bad I don't want it No matter what color you is
3: Alright, well What are your thoughts on that? Supporting black businesses Call us up It's The Breakfast Club Good morning
0: Call me your opinions to the breakfast club top come on 800-585-1051 morning
3: everybody it's dj envy angela ye Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club now if you just joined us we're talking about a tweet that Plies put out about supporting black businesses. Now, uh, it says, dear black business owners, stop wanting me to spend my money with you and shop with you just because you're black. Make me want to spend money with you because you got a good product, good customer service and a good price point. Because if that's bad, I don't want it no matter what your color is. So we're mm-hmm. asking 800-585-1051 are your thoughts. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this?
7: Hey, this is me from Orlando.
3: Hey, good morning. We're talking about supporting black businesses. What, what are your thoughts?
7: Okay, so um, my thoughts are yes. Depending on certain products, I will look initially to support black businesses. I have a lot of friends of mine that are um, local black business owners. But what I think a lot of black business owners don't understand is that you have a lot of other people, also brown people, and also people of other ethnicities doing and selling the same thing. You have to find out what is going to separate you from that. And sometimes it's going to be your price point. Maybe it's going to be your customer service. Maybe it's going to be the product itself. But a lot of black business owners don't take the initiative to really understand what it is to really own a business. Some just want to pop up one day and say, hey, I'm selling this, not really understanding what it is to want, to actually have a good black-owned business and really do what you're supposed to do for yourself and your community. So I will support a black business, but a lot of black businesses make it very, very hard to do that.
3: But you also got to understand that a lot of businesses, especially black businesses, this is first generation. So they're, they're figuring it out as they go. You know, a lot of these other businesses, they've had family members that own businesses that own all types of firms that created companies before a lot of the stuff that we even, even myself, even buying a house, like this was really my, my parents were the first ones in their family to, you know, in their family to buy a house. But they couldn't really teach me because they didn't know, so I had to figure it out on my own. I had to take those bumps and bruises. My kids will know because I'm able to
4: teach them. You know. But by, by, the, by the way, yes. by the way, y'all tr- y'all treat black-owned businesses differently than y'all treat others. Y'all don't give black-owned hey, businesses I, I, no grace at all. at
0: all. That is true. Man. Absolutely,
7: we are our own in- we are our own worst enemy sometimes. So mm. on both ends, we have to support. But the black business is in, in, in envy. It, it, with you being first generation, you took those bumps and bruises. But along the way, I'm sure you you um, you weren't treating your the people that you were selling the houses to. You had really good communicative skills. You weren't you know trying to um bust people over the head with prices and things of that nature. Yes, we're in the business for profit, but that shouldn't be your goal. And sometimes that is the only goal. And this is it's only from my mm-hmm. experience. From yeah. my experience, no, I get it. I get it, but, some,
3: but that was the reason why I got so I into doing the seminars. I will always,
7: always support a black business before I initially support a white business. Absolutely, because again, I have friends right. who have black businesses, right? So, absolutely, absolutely,
3: absolutely. Well, thank you, mama. That was the reason why I got thank into you. seminars, and most people don't know that I got into seminars because there was people that looked like me charging people $10,000 and $7,000 to to teach them how to purchase a home and the flip. And that irked the ish out of me because I'm like, if you have that much money, don't give it to him. I'd rather you use that money and invest in a home. So that's that's the only reason why we started the seminar. I was like, this that's that's highway robbery. That's robbery with no mask. Like, no, you don't do that to your own people because they see you successful and people want to get success. So they use their their savings to try to do that. And that's the reason that's the only reason why we did seminars and try and, and the reason why I try to help so many people get in the homes. That was that's I that, wanna see and, and more and of it. my own living living in homes and not renting and owning their own home and passing homes down to their kids and teaching their kids how to home ownership and investments. That's the reason why I'm, I'm so hard, and hard on it. I, I agree with you. What's the moral of the story?
4: The moral of the story is you should support a black owned business just because By black. it's black. Black owners should expect black customers to support them. But the product has to be good to keep us coming back.
5: Correct. Mm-hmm. And if it's a brand new business, sometimes you got to give it a shot because I've been places where the first time I went, you know, there's sometimes some kinks you have to get rid of and iron out and then things get better. So sometimes if it's brand new, it just opened this week. Give it a little bit of time.
3: I don't know about that. I'm going to give you one you shot. One shot only. If the food is disgusting and bad, I ain't going back. If it's if the This restaurant apart- that I've
5: been to the, when they first opened and then it's so much better now. Like maybe I it just sometimes it. things don't work right away.
4: Yeah, you're right. All right. Well. Yeah, we got we gotta we gotta give each other grace. Yeah. We definitely gotta give each other grace.
3: You're right. All right. Well, we got rumors up next. What are we talking about?
5: Yes, TI has responded to these sexual assault allegations. He put an Instagram PSA out.
3: All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Wake, wake,
0: up. wake up, it's the Breakfast Club.
3: Good morning, let me say a happy birthday to my wife Today is my wife's birthday, February 1st So uh, happy I just, birthday, brought her, yeah. okay. just brought her some breakfast uh, Bacon, uh, she likes uh, three eggs over easy, a croissant And then a sausage, that's my
4: sausage by the way
3: Whoa, yeah. ew <laughs> happy,
4: happy born day, Gia, drop on the Clues bombs for Gia yeah, we can't do anything today. Well, we can't do anything because we're in a pandemic,
3: really. But it's snowing, it's nasty. It's a state of emergency here, so we ain't going anywhere. So we just gonna make snow we could angels do some later on.
5: fun things in the house.
3: Yeah, we did that all last night. But when you got five kids running around, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to do fun things. So we're just gonna be outside. But anyway. Fun
4: is but, not all just sexual envy, okay? Yeah,
5: I didn't say anything about sex. What's wrong with you? Jesus so, Christ. Get your mind off. You are butter. disgusting.
4: Have five
3: kids, guys. Come on, grow up. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk T.I. It's
8: time, time, time. She's spilling the tea.
0: This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
8: Well,
5: T.I. has taken some time to respond to these sexual assault allegations, and these are from their former friend Sabrina Peterson. There's multiple women, according to her, that allege that they were drugged and assaulted by the couple at different times. Now, she also says that T.I. pulled a gun out on her during a prior altercation, and T.I. explains why he hasn't said much yet, even though there's all these rumors going around, and uh, Sabrina had been posting statements from different people, and it turns out, looking at some blogs, some Random people were just sending in some statements to see if she would post them. So of none of what were. she posted was vetted out and confirmed in any way. So T.I. says this is the motive behind the allegations.
1: If a person does not have any right to criminally or civilly have you in court, the best thing they could do, it gets you for a defamation. That's the strategy, that's the intention. Say a whole bunch of false stuff about you that get people to believe and make them come out and say, they're a liar, they're a liar, they're a liar. And then they can say, see, they call me a liar. That's defamation. Then they drag you in court, get you under oath and all that. Because unfortunately, right now, it doesn't matter as much what they can prove you did. It matters what you can prove you didn't. Right.
5: Yeah, Yeah, I don't even really... Mm -hmm. Well, he goes on to talk about uh, believing all women. This is what he said.
1: Women who have been victimized deserve to be heard. Black women in particular should be supported, protected, defended, and uplifted. However, evil has no gender. Now, what we're not going to do is open up the door to my bedroom for everybody to come in, chime in, and make their opinions about what we do and don't do or should or shouldn't do. But I will say this. Whatever we ever have done has been done with consensual adults who into what we into and like what we like.
4: Yeah, I don't even really understand how this became headlines. If I get on social media and I say, send me stories on such and such individual, do you realize how many of these digital D heads will send you stories just to get reposted? People get off on seeing things they created or came up with go viral. So how do we know any of those stories were real? They all could have been all completely right. fabricated, but you see certain sites just posting it because they don't care. They just want the traffic. Also notice that certain sites didn't even report on the story until T.I. replied to it, denying the allegations because up until that point, it's not a story. Certain outlets have to vet these things before they post them. They can't just repost anything because now they are liable. And I want everybody to have that same level of journalistic integrity.
5: Well, and I a lot of these sites, though, aren't, real news sites they're just there to report on gossip so yeah, it's hard.
3: that's a defamation of his character Yeah, you know i mean he could have had deals he could have had movies he was trying to do endorsements and they all shut it down because of these fake stories and now he has to go back and prove that these stories was fake which is foul and,
5: now ti is denying the, 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 the allegations the is... well here's what he said no, here's ti denying
1: okay We ain't never forced nobody. We ain't never drugged nobody against their will. We ain't never held nobody against their will. We ain't never trafficked anything, sexually trafficked anything. I ain't never raped nobody. Also, I'm gonna tell you what's, uh, what's factual. There have been fake stories put up that blog sites anonymously sent to this person. And what this does is it dismantles the mechanism that women have created for themselves. You can't, Weaponize something with baseless claims. Th- these are not stories of actual events, and I have proof of that.
4: Yeah, nobody cares about the truth and the lie is more entertaining, and the truth is never as loud as the lie. Because I saw some sites reporting on how, you know, I guess it was kids or online trolls sending out sending sending out these stories because they know they would be reposted, and they were laughing about it. But I didn't see any real major outlets rep- reporting that. Hmm
5: all right well that is ti's response to all of the drama and i just want to give one more shout out to bridgerton that is netflix's biggest show okay ever. and i told y'all this show is amazing and but you watched it Charlemagne, you it's still haven't watched it you gotta watch it uh-uh.
3: i haven't watched it yet yeah it's pretty good yeah, so they- it seems like all my my wife's friends they have chats they talk about it they talk about the the one scene where the dude was licking the spoon it's uh, it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a show that the sexual sh- scenes are very passionate and the show is passionate. A lot of people seem to love it. My wife is happy that it's right. coming back another season, so.
5: And shout out to Cardi B also and we're not going to have a chance to play this audio but she did say she has an announcement that she's making today. Is it going to be new music? Let's see what it is. But yes, we'll be looking forward to that announcement. And congrats to Kelly Rowland, she gave birth to a second son so nice. congratulations hey. to her noah john weatherspoon
4: Dropping right. the bombs for the godiva chocolate goddess kelly Rowland. salute to my guy tim spoon congrats on y'all yeah congrats new addition to the to, to the beautiful family
0: Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Well, I'm
5: Angela Yee and that's your Rumor Report.
3: And uh, it's Black History Month. So, so you know, of course, it's Black History Month. We have to represent for our black people and who we represent today, Charlamagne.
4: Today, on the first day of Black History Month, we have to salute a new Black History Month legend who has solidified her spot in the Black History books when it comes Who's to that? dating. Going together, seeing somebody, whatever you want to call it. This young lady has done to men what men have done historically to women. And that's simply whatever the hell she wants. Ladies and gentlemen, today's new Black History Month legend, Lori Harvey.
5: The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend.
4: That's right. Today's Black History Month legend, Lori Harvey. You can't be mad at a young lady living her life. She don't love him. She might f- him. She don't chase him. She ducks him and replaces him with another one. According to Distractify, Lori Harvey's hit list includes Dutch football player Memphis Depay, Justin Combs, Trey Songs, Justin's dad Diddy, Future, and now Michael B. Jordan. Drop one of Clues bombs for Lori Harvey's playaways. Big step. She's been on Meek Mill's wish list.
2: I got Lori Harvey on my wish list. That's, That's the only thing I want for Christmas. Sorry. Uh.
4: And when we reached out to Future for comment, He had one word to describe Lori Harvey. Sensational. Where did she get this game from? Well, she got it from her mama. Let's listen to some of the game Marjorie Harvey has given Lori over the years.
7: When it comes to dating, my mom has nothing to worry about. I got this. Don't ever try to fit in when God has clearly created you to stand out. Always be a lady. And understand, you are the prize.
4: Yes, Marjorie. Lori is indeed standing out, and we can't wait to see who she does next.
5: And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club.
3: Hi, right, Charlemagne. Thank you for that uh, Black History Month moment. And when we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's D.E.J. Nv, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let me shout out to uh, Miss Jones. Miss Jones is a-, a woman that got me my first start in mornings. When I was on the other station, she had a show and I was her co-host. And I haven't spoke to her in, in 13 years before the holidays. We just we kind of ended on uh, he say, she say kind of bad terms. And we spoke during the holidays and we just got everything out. Um, and some of the things, well, all the things that she heard was were, were wrong. And we were able to talk. We talked about, you know, our kids and our family. And she said she wanted to get back into the game and she was excited and we started with the Miss Jones uh, reunion show, which is you know a, a show where we just talk about some of the good times and bad times of that morning show. And she released the podcast today, so I want you guys to go check it out. Uh, she's going to get back into radio, so I'm excited for Miss Jones. So shout her holla and say what's up to Miss Jones, and definitely check it out. So shout out to Miss Miss Jones. If it wasn't for her, I definitely wouldn't be doing mornings right now. She gave me that bug and gave me that opportunity. And when people give you that opportunity, Make sure you appreciate and show how how grateful you are. So thank you to Miss Jones.
5: All right now. And I want to give a shout out to everybody that supported um, my store out here in Detroit. We did a little VIP event yesterday. We kept it small, but thanks to uh, Deleon and to Sirac for providing the liquor. And She Bartender is actually a black woman-owned business and they have like a mobile bar that they bring places and they can set up and do everything for you. So thank you to She Bartender. But Private Label is officially open in Detroit on 8 Mile and DeQuinder. So if you are in town, And you want to stop by, come through. Shout out to my girl, Jennifer Williams. We went to high school together, basketball-wise. is about to start. She's in Detroit. So she came through. Uh, Bernard Bronner from the Bronner Brothers. He came through. Everybody that came by and showed some love. Nisha Nishay, that's my girl from out here in Detroit. appreciate you all. I have my 55-inch U-Part wig. Thank you, Dallas, for making that wig. It took him four days to actually make that wig and color it to match my hair.
4: All right. All right, Sheldon, you got a positive note? I do. Uh, the positive note is simply about gratitude, man. Gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for.
1: Breakfast club, bitches! You y'all finished or y'all done?